I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Christian magician, Christopher Wayne. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Matt. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Now, Christian magician. Not many people uh, have met a Christian magician before. Tell us about what you do. Okay, well, uh, basically, I've got this show that I do called The Magic of the Gospel. And uh, what it is, it's a combination of uh, magic and stand-up comedy and illusion. And uh, I use all of these as, number one, a form of entertainment, but also, more importantly, uh, a totally different way to communicate the Christian message. I'm intrigued. How did you get into this? Did you just one day wake up and thought, hey, I can do some magic and tell people about Jesus at the same time? How did it all work? From 2002 until 2005, I worked at Arnott's Biscuits. And for the for the last year through 2005, I also worked part-time as a worship pastor in a church. And uh, I was approached by the children's pastor. He was a, a good friend of mine. And uh, he knew that when I was a kid, I was really into magic. And one day he came up to me and asked me if I wanted to do a show for Kids Club which is one of the things they did at church and I thought yeah you know what I'd give it a go so um I went and bought some real dodgy magic tricks and uh, I practiced up and I did this kids show and and in hindsight now it was just the worst show but when I was on stage I had an absolute blast and then one day I was I was working and I was thinking to myself I think I was in the factory working at Arnott's and I thought if I could really have any job in the world my fantasy job would would be a magician and um, I started learning tricks and practicing tricks and driving everyone I knew absolutely bonkers. And then um, I started getting gigs. Um, you know, I'd meet the odd person that was having a party or having a corporate function and they'd invite me out to entertain their guests. And then one day I came up in the, in the factory with an idea for a gospel illustration, um, a way to illustrate what God can do in our lives for, and I came up with the show, The Magic of the Gospel. And um, I went and promoted that show. I emailed about 150 churches. I think I got three replies. <laughs> and, um, and from there, word of mouth started to spread. And that's when I started getting more and more shows, yeah. And tell me, uh, how did you transition from being a worship pastor uh, to being a magician like was was that something that was on your heart all the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something I'm very passionate about is seeing people um, is seeing people experience God um, You know we live in a world where sometimes we feel like we're completely alone and when I was when I used to lead my church in, in worship and just you know be that with music and dance and all those creative arts I was really passionate about feeling you know like they weren't alone and experiencing God and sort of coming into magic it's well I love entertaining people it's something that's been in my blood since I was you know since I was young and and um, I love being able to do the same thing you know being able to do this magic show but then to to share a message about you know that there's a God that is real and that loves me and that loves these people that are listening you know and um, so really although they're kind of different jobs um, the overall goal is the same yeah now you perform this uh, quite a bit in schools um, how do the school kids uh, respond to uh, the Christian magician guy? <laughs> well, um, thankfully, they, I'm on a couple of different TV shows on network television, and um, the kids normally recognise me from those shows, which is always great. You establish an immediate rapport. Something I, I'm so passionate about is RE, religious education, not being boring. When I was at school, it was absolutely horrible. I love being able to come in with a show that just, you know, it does, it, these kids are just cracking themselves up, they're being blown away by the magic they're seeing, and then being able to share my story. And the response, especially in state schools, has just been absolutely mind-blowing how many kids are getting something both spiritually and just and just personal, positive sort of life choices that they're taking away from this show. It's just, it's phenomenal. Now, you also mentioned in your show that you used to struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? 
Absolutely. Um, it's a story I share quite a bit. And I'm 22 years old now. And back when I was, I developed it when I was 14 years old. And um, I suffered with it for five years of my life. So from grade nine to grade 12. And then um, my first year out of high school as well, I had it. And over that five years, I had so many different symptoms. OCD is a mental illness for those who don't know. And basically, uh, some of my symptoms were some of the stereotypical ones like the hand washing, um, the picking up of rubbish, checking electrical appliances, like frequently making sure they're turned off. I'd spend literally hours at a time just going, doing these circuits in my house, checking every single electrical appliance, making sure it was switched off, cooled down, put away absolutely everything and for five years of my life I, I struggled with this and every single day was a little worse than the last and um, it came to the point when I was when I was 18 years old I was almost hospitalized for it um, put into mental health care because it was really it was dominating my life I couldn't I couldn't live a single day without doing you know spending hours on end with these rituals so so that was the experience of living with uh, with OCD, and it was yeah, it was absolutely horrible looking back on it. Yeah. How did you get over that? That's that's an interesting question. And over that over that five years, I tried so many things. You know, I tried number one, ignoring it; number two, dealing with it myself. Um, after about four of those years, my mother took me to see um, a counselor. I went and saw a doctor, and they and then I saw a psychiatrist. And um, you know, we talked through the problem, and I was on medication. And, and that kind of helped, but it, it didn't remove the problem. It just helped me deal with the problem better. And um, the, the actual thing that made a difference was one night, I went to a, a prayer meeting at a church with, with some of my Christian friends. And um, they said, you know, is there, are there people here that need prayer for stuff? And in front of this room full of my closest friends and complete strangers, I, I said, here's what's going on. And I told them every crazy thing I was doing every single day. And sharing that night was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And these people prayed for me, and I still remember hearing the words, and I could tell, you know, the words coming out of these people's mouths as they prayed, and you could, you could just tell that they cared. And I remember that moment when they said, in Jesus' name, amen, we opened our eyes, nothing had changed whatsoever. I felt exactly the same. I drove home that night so embarrassed, you know, I felt so let down, so abandoned. I felt like God, which was kind of my last resort, had let me down. I woke up the next morning in uh, November of 2002 and uh, I remember I, I had my breakfast and I did the dishes and I had a shower and then I stopped as I was drying myself which isn't a pretty picture I promise you that but um, I could see the tap dripping behind me in the mirror the, from the shower and normally I'd, I'd go over and turn it off as hard as I could and then stare at the tap for 15 minutes making sure no more water came out and I realised that I didn't care about it I watched it and it didn't bother me. And then I realized the rubbish from my breakfast was still on the bench. And for me, that was impossible. And then I realized when I did the dishes for mum that morning, I didn't wash every dish five times over, rinsing, washing, rinsing, washing. When I woke up that morning, that was the first day after five years that there was no signs of depression, no signs of obsessive compulsive disorder. And as sure as I'm standing here today, I've been completely rid of that. Now, a part of that transformation has also been your faith in God. Um, tell us, um, was there a, a stage when you became a Christian or were you just always brought up as a Christian? How did it all work for you? Okay, yeah, absolutely. And I, I do accredit that healing fully to God. Um, and I haven't been a Christian all my life. I started going to youth group with my friends when I was in about grade 10. And um, I sort of got more into the Christian culture than anything, you know, going to youth group, going to church, you know, closing my eyes and singing really loud on Sunday nights. I was good at all that stuff. But it was, um, it was when I was 18 when I started to look more into what it was all about. 
um, you know, it, it went past the singing and the, and the prayers and all the, all the different activities. And it was about, it was about Jesus Christ. And, um, and I, I spoke to a youth group leader and they explained, you know, what Christianity was all about, you know, about Jesus and why he came to earth and him dying for our sins so that we could experience a relationship with God, forgiveness for our sins, eternity in heaven, all those things. And there was one day when I was about 18 years old where I decided to make a choice to accept and to believe that Jesus was the Son of God and the things that he did, he did for me and he did for every single person that has lived and will live. And it was that day when I made a choice to accept Jesus into my heart, have a relationship with him and actually start doing Christianity. Now you've shared that good news message with thousands of kids um, in schools and, and you know, your different shows that you've done at churches and things. Have you seen many lives changed because of that message that you've just shared with me? Absolutely. And, you know, I love entertaining, but I am so passionate about seeing lives changed. Um, a story that comes to mind when I get asked that question, I was, I was speaking at a state school. There were about 200 grade 10s. And um, I shared my story and I shared about the suffering, uh, the mental illness that I went through and the difference that happened in my life. And at the end, the bell, the bell rang and all the kids milled out. And there was one, one girl who was just in the corner and she was just a mess. She was bawling. And myself and the chaplain went up and spoke to her, you know, just to see if she was okay. And for the last three years of her life, she'd been suffering every single obsessive compulsive disorder symptom that I had gone through. And she didn't know what was wrong with her. She'd never heard of it before. She kept it to herself for three years and she was in agony every single day. And then all of a sudden this day, this guy that she recognized from TV came to her school and was sharing his story and was saying what he went through. And it was exactly her story. And then his story ended that he was set free from it. And that day that girl spoke to me, she spoke to the chaplain and they got her help. Um, the chaplain, you know, he, he worked on her case and uh, she was seeing a doctor. She was in group therapy and she's now on the path to um, not only experiencing healing from that, but experiencing healing from God and just um, learning that what she has, you know, she's not the only person suffering with it and that there's so many people out there going through it and supporting one another. So that's that's one of the most rewarding stories for me and I get to experience stuff like that all the time every single week. Tell me um, what's your vision for the future, what's your dreams uh, that you'd like to uh, achieve uh, over your, your life as a Christian musician? You know I, I don't want to go to Vegas and put on big shows, I, I want to keep doing stand-up comedy here in Australia, keep doing magic here in Australia and keep doing speaking in Australia. With the comedy I want to be able to make people laugh without being dirty, I, I think there's a skill in that. With the magic, I just want to do good entertainment that, you know, families can enjoy, people of all ages. And more than anything, I want to speak and share my story and share a message with people that's going to change people's lives for the better, where people can experience faith, where people can, you know, just decide to make positive life choices, you know, change something in their lives. And um, I want to be the best at it. I want to be, I want to be a name around Australia where people go, Christopher Wayne, you know, I heard him speak at this place and uh, his message really changed my life. That's, that's my heart's desire to uh, yeah, have a positive effect in people's lives. Now, you must have some good mentors, some good people that encourage you and speak into your life. Uh, who, are the, who are the main influences in your life? There'd probably be three people that come to mind. Number one, my, my best friend, whose name's David. And he's just, he's a great Christian man, and he's just a good friend. And uh, number one, he's helped me keep my head on the ground, you know, just with the fame that comes with television and stuff. And he's helped me sort of, you know, not let myself get carried away in that, which has been great. And he's just been a good friend through the tough times. And I really think without him, I still wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Number two would be Tim Mander, who's the famous NRL referee. And uh, now he's the CEO of Scripture Union. 
and he's been just a great mentor. He's once again, just with the fame thing, he's helped me understand what it's like to be a Christian and to be in the spotlight and just the importance of integrity, um, not just when I'm in front of people, but when I'm doing things to myself. And he's been great with all that. And number three, my mum, Annie Orchard. I love her so much. She's fantastic. And she, she raised us as a single mum and she raised me with spiritual value. And she's just an amazing life model. She's, she's just been incredible. And um, yeah, I love her so incredibly much. And definitely without her raising me, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Now, you obviously um, have spent a fair bit of time, uh, you know, learning the Bible and learning about God's Word to be able to share it so well. Tell me about what you do for your uh, regular devotional time. Do you read the Bible regularly? Do you read books? What do you do to, to spend your time with God? What I really like to do is to is to stop, actually, because I, I think in life we get, you know, so busy um, just doing lots of little things, and I really like to stop and just and just reflect, reflect on what's going on in my life. Um, to pray, I'm I'm really I really love music. I love listening to. There's a band called Sons of Korah, and all their music is the Psalms of the Bible. And I just I love listening to their music and listening to the words of the Psalms. And for me, that's number one. It's really relaxing, but it helps me connect to God and it helps me remember what all of this is all about. So I probably have to say, kicking back with uh, my guitar or listening to a CD is probably right up there for me. Yeah, Christopher, when I saw your show uh, last year, you were just so funny. Like I said, you just absolutely broke my ribs. Have you got any any of the funny stuff that you can share on radio? Like I know you can't do a magic trick now uh, for us to be able to watch on the radio. Give us a bit of a laugh before we wrap up today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll. I'll tell you two things really quick and uh number one is it is a quick joke for anyone listening who's psychic thank you <laughs> that's good i love that <laughs> and number two I, I really like my daggy dad jokes and i mean they're absolute shockers but they crack me up and uh this kid i was we were at movie world filming the show i'm on and this kid came up afterwards and he told me a joke he was 10 years old and it just cracked me up and this is a joke that if you, if you guys remember one thing from this interview, take this joke to work tomorrow, to school tomorrow. It's just a shocker, but it's great. And a man walks into a library and he says to the woman behind the counter, excuse me, can I please have some fish and chips? And the woman says, well, well sir, this is a library. And he looks around and he realises and he's all embarrassed. He says, I'm so sorry. Can I please have some fish and chips? So there you go. There's a, there's a shocking little daggy dad joke for you. Well, Christopher, uh, thanks very much for uh, your time today. Now, uh, if people want more information, is there a website or something? Yeah, you know what? They can jump onto the web and they can go to www.gospelmagic.com.au and that's my website and there's all lots of different information there and there's some video clips from my shows, so definitely worth checking out. God bless you, mate. Thanks for joining us. You certainly are a history maker. Thanks for having us on the show. It's a pleasure. History. Thank you so much for joining us, History Makers. For more information, you can go to historymakersradio.com. You can download any of our interviews. History Makers is brought to you by newhopeaustralia.org.au. History Makers.